Welcome to the Idaho Reports podcast. I'm producer Ruth Brown. Today I'm joined by Audrey Dutton of the Idaho Capital Sun to discuss the latest in a lawsuit filed against far-right gubernatorial candidate Ammon Bundy. Thanks for joining me, Audrey. Thanks for having me. Audrey, this is a loaded question, but for listeners who may not know, can you walk me through some of the basics around the events that led up to this lawsuit? Sure. So Diego Rodriguez, who is a, an associate of Ammon Bundy's, um, his family had a child protection case involving his um, grandchild. And uh, that um, prompted some protests at the hospital where the child was admitted, um, which is a St. Luke's hospital. And he posted on social media. He posted on um, his website. Ammon also posted um, and did, you know, a video, in fact, um, video cast from the courthouse while he was going through um, a, a hearing in a separate case, uh, urging people to go down and um, basically, you know, protest slash interrupt the um, the transfer of the child. Uh, at St. Luke's and St. Luke's ultimately had to go on lockdown for an hour, had to divert ambulances. Um, and there were days and days of protests, uh, and, and kind of this online campaign. So St. Luke's filed a lawsuit against Ammon Bundy, Diego Rodriguez, um, and their associated organizations. And they claimed defamation and harassment, um, and so that's that's the gist of the lawsuit uh, where it where it was filed in May. OK, on Tuesday, you and I both went to a hearing before Judge Norton in Ada County regarding some. Well, we what we thought might be possible sanctions, both uh, Mr. Rodriguez and Mr. Bundy have not uh, responded. Uh, can you walk me through uh, how did that uh, go down? There were no sanctions, but there were some hiccups along the way. Yeah. So St. Luke's had um, had filed several documents in court saying, um, hey, Ammon Bundy has not responded to our lawsuit. He also has not responded to the court order to answer questions. So in the course of a lawsuit, um, both parties can do discovery. They can ask for information um, and the court can can order the other party to turn it over. Uh, and in this case, um, the St. Luke's asked for the structure of Ammon Bundy's organization, People's Rights Network, who had a financial interest in their website, who made postings on their website. They also asked the same of Diego Rodriguez. Diego um, could not be located by the person who was hired to ser- officially serve him with the lawsuit, which is a part of, you know, it's a, it's a a part of the court process. You have to make sure that somebody is aware of the allegations against them and has an opportunity to respond. Um, and so he couldn't be found to be uh, served with the documents and Ammon Bundy was not responding. Um, so the court asked the judge to sanction Ammon Bundy, um, potentially bring him in for a deposition where he would be forced to answer the questions that they'd given um and then and and again this is a civil lawsuit this is not a criminal lawsuit um and that's an important it's an important thing to remember so 
And they also wanted to um, kind of officially serve Diego Rodriguez um, through publication in a newspaper, which is kind of a last resort move um, when somebody can't be located to, to be given a lawsuit. So they went to court and they, they asked the judge for these things. And the judge said, you know, actually, um, looking at your paperwork here, you didn't quite follow the rules. Um, so it was interesting because, excuse me, St. Luke's was saying, uh, that Ammon Bundy and Diego Rodriguez were not following the rules, <laughs> um, and that they were deliberately doing it, not following the rules of normal court procedure. Um, but then it turns out that actually St. Luke's attorneys, um, had, had unintentionally not followed the rules. Uh, so the judge gave another three weeks, um, so that they could re-summon the, uh, Bundy and Rodriguez and with the extra information that they had um, neglected to include and no sanctions have been issued um, at this point so we will see if Bundy um, decides to respond and if Rodriguez decides to respond Uh, the Idaho statesman had gotten in touch with Rodriguez uh, and he told them that he was out of the country Um, so St. Luke's attorneys don't know where he is. So they are going to, they're planning to publish a notice in the newspaper in Idaho and one in Florida where his, um, one of his organizations is located. So we'll see if they respond. They have until the first week of August. Um, and, and I think one of the interesting things about this case is I think everybody has wondered what the structures are of these organizations, the People's Rights Network, um, and who has a financial interest in them. And so if St. Luke's gets what it is demanding um, in terms of discovery, then it's possible that we could find out more about the organizations and how they operate and um, who's responsible for things in them. And uh, and so that'll be really an interesting kind of side piece of this Um, of this lawsuit. That's an excellent point. Speaking of money, let's circle back to that. Um, Throughout the whole ordeal, uh, Diego Rodriguez has been posting information about uh, his grandchild uh, on um, freedomman.com.org, the blog that he has. Um, I did note that while the child uh, was under care, he had a donation button Um, or people could donate to what he was claiming um, support the child uh, for, you know, legal fees or medical expenses. Of course, St. Luke's disputes that because the child is eligible for uh, CHIP. Um, But that aside, they did raise more than $100,000. So given that situation, I think St. Luke's has some claims that the donations were collected wrongfully. Uh, what were some of the St. Luke's concerns around the collection of those donations? The, but since then, I did see the donation page has been taken down. As of yesterday, it wasn't up anymore. But right. that's still, it's a hundred grand that I, I'm not entirely sure what they're going to use that for. Um, so I kind of checked in on it every so often on the, the Give, Send, Go campaign. Um, and they collected, I think in 
before it was taken down, I think it was at least 115,000. Um, and one of the interesting things was the child was, was returned to the family. Yes. Um, and to the parents and there was no, there was no evidence of that on the campaign, um, page for quite a while. And I kind of watched how many people were continuing to donate, um, under the impression that the child was, that there was still a legal fight going on about the child. Um, and, and it was thousands and thousands of dollars, um, that was donated in that, in that time period. And the person who put together that fundraiser, um, for the family, uh, had addressed the issue of where the money would go and basically said, this is going to the family. Um, and I don't know if that means the, the baby's parents who are, um, Rodriguez's daughter and son-in-law or if it means just the family in general um but that's where the funds were going to go so the i think that the issue is that uh they were using st luke's (laughs) um uh and 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 this entire process um to raise money and so um that's something that you know, will have to be ironed out. When you say uh, using St. Luke's, I think some of the fundamental concerns were the uh, St. Luke's would argue were wrongful um, or slanderous um, uh, allegations. Can you walk me through what were some of those uh, concerns St. Luke's brought up in their complaint? Yeah. Uh, And this is not interestingly this is not unique to this this just this one case this is I've covered um these kinds of issues for years and there's sort of a a kind of on the margins um group of people who believe that there's child trafficking going on um and that children are placed in foster care for income for the state, um, and that there are political motivations, um, and financial motivations there. Uh, and the, so, so they basically wrote, um, and said that St. Luke's, its CEO, Chris Roth, the healthcare providers, um, who joined this lawsuit as plaintiffs, um, and had been targeted that they were, child trafficking, um, abusing children, uh, and, and worse. So, uh, I think it's important for people to know that the child protection process is not the state or a hospital. It's, a it's a process with multiple interested parties, including people who represent the, the baby or the child. Um, and it's, it's everybody working together, essentially. Um, that process doesn't always go exactly how it's supposed to. There's been plenty of reporting on that. Um, and there can be mistakes. But in general, um, the, the state's interest and everyone else's interest is to return the child. In Idaho, is to return the child to the parents. Is a huge focus on that. So 
um, the goal of everybody in this situation was to return the child home and the child was returned fairly, fairly quickly too. Um, in a so, week. yeah, right. So, um, yeah. So St. Luke's is saying, Hey, you, you defamed us by saying that we're involved in, in nefarious, um, and abusive acts here. Sure. Of course. Uh, moving forward, what happens now? Where do we go? <laughs> uh, I mean, we'll see. It's kind of, um, who, who knows with him and Bundy, right? Um, I was half expecting there to be a protest outside. I also was expecting that. And, um, and actually, he it didn't appear in the court. Um, nobody appeared representing him. Um, same with Diego Rodriguez. So, it, yeah. So the next step is, you know, St. Luke's has to go back and redo the summonses and reserve the information um, to the defendants. And then if they respond, then the lawsuit moves forward kind of without a snag. Um, if they don't respond, then I think likely what we'll see is a repeat of what we had Tuesday where St. Luke says, hey, they're not responding. Um, we want sanctions. Here are the sanctions that, uh, that we want that, that the court can, can place on them. So um, we'll find out in the first week of August. All right, we'll see you at the Ada County Courthouse. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see you there. To learn more about the issues around the lawsuit, visit the Idaho Capital Sun online or the Idaho Reports blog. Thanks for joining me, Audrey. Thank you. Presentation of Idaho Reports on Idaho Public Television is made possible through the generous support of the Laura Moore Cunningham Foundation, committed to fulfilling the Moore and Bettis family legacy of building the great state of Idaho by the Friends of Idaho Public Television, and by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Hi, I'm Marcia Franklin, the producer and host of Dialogue. For more than 25 years, we've been bringing you conversations that matter. More than 150 of those conversations are with writers, and now you can take them with you wherever you go, while you're walking, around the house, or in the car. Just search for Dialogue with Marsha Franklin on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms. And remember to subscribe so that new shows download automatically. Enjoy.